Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Let's start. Mr. Preston Lee, how good is he going? Two in a row at Richmond. He ran a nice 18.05 last week over the 3.20, which for anyone is not that far off the track record. Three out of his last four, and he only you know, ran a second when he got beat. You must be just super pleased with how he's going. Yeah, he's he's going great, Tim. He um, he broke a leg in November. Um, oh, did he? We, yeah, yeah. We didn't oh. weren't guaranteed we were going to get him back, but... Yep. We gave him a lot of um, lot, a bit of time off. Or gave him, I think he was out for about five and a half, six months. And um, yeah, he's come back, come back really, really good. He, um, I thought we were going to struggle early on with him again. You know, he, he struggled. He won a race at um, Richmond up the straight, and he wasn't great. But you know, um, as he's getting a little bit fitter, and uh, you know, he made the Thunderbolt final. Um, unfortunately, we had a virus through the joint. Yeah. And, we had to pull him out of the final, but yeah, he's won three of his last four, and I think he ran he ran second in the semi of that Thunderbolt. So yep, no, it's going, going really good. You know, we'll put him in the um, Cannonball on Friday night and hope we can draw a box. Yep, and tell me a little bit about Monique, his owner. I mean, she's um <laughs> she she's like a socialite. I like I get so jealous looking at her posts and where she's been and what she's up to and that, but. Tell me a little bit about how, you know, you you become to form a, a um, professional relationship with her and obviously, you know, she she knows her stuff about dogs because she's been buying some, um, you know, some great chases for you. Yeah, Monique and her husband, Adam, um, the first, uh, first dog we got was a bitch called Princess Annette's. Um, she's won about eight or nine races and... Um, and then she bought another one called Duchess Annette's, which was a very quick bitch. Um, you know, she again won probably 10 races or something. And, yeah, and it sort of flowed on from there. But, um, yeah, Manute's, you know, got a finger in everything. You know, she's she's got racehorses. <laughs> she's got her restaurants. You know, she's got her, um, her entertainment business. You know, she's a she's a great owner. You know, she's really good. She lets, lets us do our own thing. You know, doesn't interfere. And, yeah, um, and luckily, we've been able to have a fair bit of success for her. You know, she yep. realistically hasn't bought a slow dog. You know, she's she owns Good Time Lenny. Uh, we won the Canada Cup with him for her. Um, yep. uh, Richard Daniel, um, he went, you know, he's a really quick dog. So, um, yeah, you know, she's got some, got some really nice dogs, you know, and she's very, very lucky that way, you know, like I know people that, you know, sort of been in greyhounds for 30 years and haven't got a city winner and I think it was the second dog one in town. So, you know, just very, very lucky. But, you know, she's pretty astute in what she does as well. You know, she's she doesn't buy rubbish and, yeah. um, you know, she's, she's sort of learned very quickly. How did she get involved in dogs? Was it just something that, you know, she had a keen interest in to, to buy one given, like you said, she has got racehorses as well? Well, actually, what happens, she puts the uh, the camel racing on and there was a camel, camel racing. racing. Yeah, yeah. And there was a camel racing event up at Gosford Dogs. And I think it might have been Ryan Friedman at the time, who was the secretary up there. And Ryan said to Monique, you better get yourself a dog. And Monique says, oh, okay, I'll go and find one. And um, 
that's how she ended up. Yeah, that's how she ended up getting into them, and um, now it's became a bit of an obsession with her. You know, she's got quite a few pups, and um, you know, she's she bred from Duchess Annette. She's got a litter to Superior Panama, so. Um, uh, but she's she, you know, she got into the syndication thing, you know, and and it's going really well for her. So yep. a lot of new owners that have got into the sport, and uh, she's brought up quite a few racehorse guys over as well. So yeah, no, right. She, she's very talented at what she does. Oh well, if I um if I don't start having any luck with the dogs, I might try camel camel racing. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you can get in the camels, and you know, she, <laughs> I don't know if there's any money in it, but yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, who will? If I don't start trying to winners at the greyhounds, exactly. I'll, I'll yep, we might have to get yeah. pigeon racing or something like that. Who would know? But anyway, um, exactly. like you're having, like you know, we're only sort of just over half um, way through the year. You know, you've already got thirty six winners up for the year, and you got a sixty nine percent place rate. I mean, you must be super happy with how your team's going. Like Wicked, um, you know, I did the story on Wicked Cyclone the other day. He obviously is. Um, quite special to you and yeah you've got a nice little team at the moment yeah i haven't um i haven't got an absolute out and out superstar but yeah the the kennels you know build up pretty well since i had the drama with gwick last year and you know you know dogs like wicked cyclone and richard daniel and preston lee and, and you know all those dogs you know they've been really really good to me and i've got a little bit of an like a sort of um yeah, soft spot for Cyclone. We could Cyclone because he he sort of came to us with a with a couple of problems, and there was it was sort of fifty fifty with him whether he was going to race again. Um, anyway, we we got that sorted out, and I think we've had eight starts with him for seven wins and an unlucky second and a hoot of the Thunderbolt. So yep, you'll see him at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, um, and uh, yeah, he's been trialling great. So hopefully. Yep. Um, in a field, you know, he'll handle Wendy and, you know, he's probably, probably you know, better off on the bigger tracks. He's won his last two at Bulleye, but he's he's going well enough to win the low grades at Wendy. So we'll give yep. him a go and see if he adapts to um, to our city track. Yep, yep. And who else? Have you got any um, youngsters coming through or is it just your current races at the moment? Uh, no, I've got a couple of, um, of young ones from Monique that are going along really well. Um uh, we've got a dog called Popular Master that that's very good, but he's as green as grass. He, he's, yep. I think I've had two starts with him. He won his first start and then ran second or third his next start. But he he goes okay, but he's um he's very very green. Uh, we're just about to bring some more pups in for her. Um, we've got some Zambora, Brocky, Shilohs, and oh um, nice. Yep. And Barksia Bale, uh, bitch I had. Um, oh God, I can't think of a name now. Zipping Blondie. Um, yeah, they're um, yeah, they're sort of due to come in next week. So yep. hopefully there's a there's a good one amongst them. But yeah, most of the dogs we've got at the moment are the the first batch that we basically trained for Monique. So it'll be um, a few months before the the youngest ones come through. But um, you know the older dogs like your Good Time Lennies and and dogs like Richard Daniel and that they've been great. So yep. yeah, we'll we'll just persevere with them. And now it's good with the. Um, You've got those Master Series races, you know, once they hit four years of age now. So yep. you can, um, if you just look after them and keep them, you know, ticking over, you know, you'll still get another Master's career out of these dogs. So, you know, we'll, um, 
we'll just do our best with them for the time being until they turn four and then um, we'll go for the Masters Series. Yep. Speaking like you're obviously just rattling off a couple of our um, elite sires, but, you know, there's so many coming through, like, probably in the next sort of six to 12 months. Is there any size in particular that you're really keen on seeing how their pups go when they start off? Uh, well, the sire I'm really wrapped in it and i did a dog for the howards called uh, clock off i broke him in and oh yeah he was, yeah he he was by ando's mac and yep. um I, I broke him in at bathurst and you know what he ran you know i've had one dog going better than that you know he, he was a very very fast dog and he's the sire that that's impressing me a fair bit at the moment he was a that clock off was a beautiful greyhound and um i'll be shocked if he doesn't get down to sort of 29 and a half around when he that uh you know, when he's right, you know, he's a yep. very good dog. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, Ando's Max going well, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's, I'm like you, you know, like we've got our big gun size, you know, the Fernandos and the Barsias and, you know, that sort of size. But, you know, the next um, influx of, of young dogs, it'll be interesting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Yep. I think, um, you know, ones like, I think Flying Ricardos will be getting close now. I think they're sort of, you'll see them hit the track towards the end of the year. And, I mean, he's got some phenomenal bitches. So, like, if he, yeah, you'd think he would have to throw something with what, um, what's what gone to him. So, yeah, ones like that I think some um, pretty exciting. Turning attention to, because obviously, um, are you a Richmond local? Uh, yeah, I've, well, yeah, I've got two properties, yeah, and I'm, yep. I'm between Richmond and, and Bathurst, yeah. Yep, yep. So what do you, what's your opinion of the new Richmond track? I've only been, like, sort of there of a, a daytime, so I haven't actually seen the, the track or the new lights or anything like that, but what's your opinion of it? Are you happy with it? Oh, the lighting's sensational on the circle. Um, look, I, yeah, you, you can't fault the lighting. I've never seen anything like it, you know. <laughs> I, I don't mind the track at, at all. You know, I've had a bit of luck there and... You know, the um, there's been recently there's been a few dogs losing some pads and that there, and they reckon there's a problem with the surface. But I know they are gee, we can, uh, GRNSWR looking at it, so yep. hopefully they'll get that rectified. Um, I think the biggest problem is the straight track. I think you know, I've just always been a fan of drag lures. I just don't like straight um, tracks with with tin air, you know, with the arm and. Yep. Um, you know, I just think most pups, in fact, you know, I'd probably get 99.9% .9 of pups chasing on a drag lure. Yeah. Where it um, doesn't always happen, you know, that they're going to chase as hard on the tin here. And, and actually a good example, I've got a dog, Ritzer Daniels runs 1735 at Richmond, which is just off the track record. Yeah. Now I've got a dog called Miracle Max here for uh, Aidan O'Donnell. Now he runs exactly at the same time up my straight um, on the drag up here. Um as Britta Daniel and uh, Wicked Cyclone, yep. yet he can't break 18 at Richmond. He just yep. doesn't take that tin air very hard at all. So yep. he, he's one example, um, you know. But, look, you know, I just don't like the way they crash coming out of the boxes. Yeah. They just get to that left-hand side and uh, go to Richmond last week, race 10. Uh, if you go and watch that race, that'll turn anyone off <laughs> wanting to race up yeah, the straight. Yeah, that's it's, right. Uh, it was. Yep. Yep. Has there been any whispers that they're going to look into possibly changing it over? Have you? Do you know? Um, well, I think they're they're looking into things, you know, um, at the moment. But whether it means that they're going to change it to a drag lure, I don't know. Yeah. I really wish they would. Um, you know, I just 
personally believe we need a drag lure in New South Wales. Like, it'll keep more dogs on the track. Um, yeah. And it'll be keep more dogs away from the gap programs, you yep. know, that there's plenty of dogs that, you know, would still be racing, you know, because they chase up on the drag lure. But unfortunately, they're, they're a bit too, um, or a bit inclined not to chase the tin hair. So, yep. um, yeah, I think, you you know, I think for the industry's sake, it'd be better on a drag lure, but everyone has their own opinion, you know, so yep. it's only mine. But, yeah, I'm um, I'm a fan of drag lures up the straight. Yep. Yep. Well, like you said too, it, um, you know, for anyone that doesn't have a, a track or a property or anything like that, it obviously becomes, you know, a priceless resource for them as well if they have the ability to race or trial behind a, a drag lure as well. Oh, look, for sure. You know, look, I'm really lucky having my own straight track, you know, and having a, a drag lure. But um, some dogs adapt from the, the drag and can go to the tin air at Richmond no trouble at all. Like, yep. you know, like for example, it's a Daniels run. 1735 and i think we could cycle and went 1740 so yeah they have an issue but as i said that miracle max he's as fast as um as any dog up here basically and um he just will not adapt to the um richmond straight i don't think he's broken 18 in three runs there so yep. he, he's he's not that hard a chaser up on the straight there unfortunately yep yep um, so looking like to, what, going back to what you were just saying about breaking in and stuff, like, is that cause you know, a lot of people have said to me that they've turned to breaking in their own now because of the sort of the shortage of, you know, breakers and educators out there. So is that your advice, obviously as a, as a breaker yourself is to start them out behind a drag lure if people are looking to do it themselves? Oh, look, I, I, oh, I'm a firm believer that breaking in starts when the pup, when they're pups. You know, you, you've got to educate them at a young age, you know, just yep. teach them the basics on a little squealer or a little, um, you know, draggler of some uh, some form, you know. But, you know, it's in their nature to want to chase, you know. But yeah. I just find, you know, most of the pups that we've read here, you know, and they're chasing up on the drag lure, if you get them done early, you know, they'll, they'll chase on the tin air you know reasonably well you know you'll yep. always have exceptions but i just think you've, you've you know breaking in it you, you can't just throw pups out into a yard and you know expect them and then at 14 months you know they're going to break themselves in you know you've it's a slow process you've just got to do in the along the way and um you know don't have to push them but just you know remind them what it's about when they're little puppies and then do them at six months sort of thing and just get them, even if you put them around a bull ring a couple of times, just to yep. educate them. And um, then when it comes to finally breaking them in as old dogs, you know, most of them you don't have any issue at all. Yep. Like a lot of people say to me, especially when I talk to people who are owners and they've had good dogs that have gone on to win big races, I go, oh, you know, like um, – you know, what did you do with them? Like, how did you know that they were going to be good, etc.? And they said, honestly, it all started with the rearing. Um, they said, if your dog's not reared properly, it's probably never going to um, live up to its full potential. Um, that's obviously something that you agree with. But I think it's sort of, you know, people used to say to me, oh, yeah, you know, rearing them, you just feed them and that and let them go. But there's, it seems to be so much more to it now. Um, like the Tommy Shelby pup video the other night, I think he was nine and a half, ten months old, and you know teaching him the bull ring and stuff. Like it's so different now to what I remember it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, years and years ago in the seventies, I remember John McDonald who had some 
champion dogs, you know, Glider's son and, um, you know, Camden Glider, and that John was a firm believer in breaking the dogs in early. Um, and I think Glider's son, he broke him in at about nine or ten months. So, you know, that was just the way John did it. Um, a guy that I had a lot of, uh, when I grew up as a kid, you know, I was over, Billy Fletcher was one of our champion trainers, and he was very similar. You know, he just educated the puppies along the way as they're being reared. So when it came to finally breaking them in, you know, the 99% of them broke themselves in. So it's the rearing. It's no surprise, you know, that you get the the great rarers like your Marty Hallinan and, um, you know, Paul Wheeler um, camps, you know, they were just – they're just outstanding rarers, you know, and um, it's no surprise they get the great dog. Yep. Now, what's um, what's the plans for you going forward this year? What uh, races have you got your eye on? Million Dollar Chase Part Two. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I have it in here. I think Andy will probably have that same up again. Um, oh, come on! That's why I got yeah, Yoni. <laughs> uh, um, no, not really. Uh, we, we, you know, it's going to take um, you know, a super dog to win those sort of races. You yeah. know, so. Look, I've got a really big opinion on Wicked Cyclone. Um, I think he's a really, really f- smart dog. Um, whether he's going to be up to that standard, we don't know. But he's, he starts his city career off this Saturday night at Wanny. So, you know, we'll know more after two or three runs around there. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to come out and run 29-6 there on Saturday night, but it won't shock me in a month's time or six weeks' time that he will. Yep. Um, you know, he's a, he is a good dog. So, yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see where it takes him. You know, if he's fast enough, when the, those sort of races come along, we'll aim him for him. But um, no, nah, we just place the dogs wherever they can um, be competitive. You know, yep. they're not. You know, this week we've got four in the heats of the Cannonball, and um, uh, we've, we'll have Ritz at Daniel Preston Lee, Good Time Lenny, and um, a little dog called Lightning's Earl. And yeah, we'll have those four in. Um, on uh, Friday night, and we'll have a couple in at Winnie on Saturday night. We'll have um, Cyclone in, and uh, a dog of Michael Eberhans called Ebby Declan that yep. um, came up to us from Melbourne, and he's, he's going along really nicely. He um, he ran twenty nine ninety odd last week, getting beat or last start getting beat. So I think there's a couple of city wins in him for sure. So yep, yep, um, yeah. So you know, we'll we just place them wherever they're soon. Yep. Yep, good. Um, a good litter to that Aussie infrared zipping Kelly litter. Well, I trained. I had the mother there at one stage before Marty sold it to um, to Pella Goggiani, and yeah, it's no shock she threw a pup. Um, you know, she's a really, <clears throat> she was a really smart bitch zipping Kelly, and um, you know, Marty got good money for her, and you know, let her go. But yeah, she was no surprise. She's going to be a good brood bitch. Yep. Now I get this. You probably get this question too. I, you know, I get people sending me, you know, <laughs> dogs that are for sale or pups that are for sale. They're right and centre going. What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? And I, you know, it's not for me to say. Yep, yeah, pick that one. Don't buy that one. Whatever, because you know, I've I've got no idea half the time. I just you know wing it. So <laughs> I'm turning to an expert like yourself to, um, you know, if somebody like. <laughs> I know this might sound a bit strange, but I've never picked a pup off looks. All my pups have been either via, I've brought via text message or over the phone. I've never actually, and most of the time mine have been the last ones left, so I didn't really have a choice anyway. But, you know, if somebody's going to look at a pup or if they're looking at the breeding, you know, from your experience, what what should they be looking for? Oh, 
Well, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, Jim, but oh, um, well, come I on. Firstly, first and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost, I look at pedigree. Um, but secondly, I'm mad on um, confirmation on dogs. Um, right. Be- yep. Divulge into be- that. I believe they've got to look like athletes. Yep. Um, you know, I'm sort of a bit opposite to you. You know, I wouldn't buy a pup unless I actually go out and see. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I want to see that, you know, the dog looks like an athlete. You know, you, you, you it's just how I am with them, you know. Yep. Um, the best dogs we've ever trained have all looked athletic, you know. Um, and th- that's just my own, again, personal preference. You know, you might get lucky and buy one sight unseen. but I have, I, yeah. <laughs> I prefer to I prefer to go out and, and actually have a look because yep. you know if there's six in a litter and all of a sudden five are sold and there's only one left, I can yep. guarantee you, you know the one that uh, the one that's left is going to be pretty plain. So, um, well, hang on, just let me pull you up on that. No one mm. wanted my Nadal because of his Roman nose, and he come out and ran twenty nine eighty five at Wenny. So, yeah, but hang on, <laughs> hang on, but a Roman nose isn't doesn't make the dog athletic or not. No, that's probably, true. Yeah. He was probably an athletic looking dog. Yeah, yeah, know. he was. <laughs> Tall yeah. and gangly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, you know, to me, I don't like them if they're built like Labradors, you know, I want them, yep. looking, like, I want them looking like cheetahs, you know, so they're yep. fast. Yep. Uh, but, it, but you can have an athletic looking thing that's beautifully bred and can't run. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't equate to... Um, you know, a guarantee that you're going to have a fast animal. But yep. it's just over the years, I've just found that, you know, the, the better dogs all look athletic. You yep. know, they've got leg, you know, uh, good chests and back on them, you know. And, and again, it comes down to the rearing, you know. If they've been reared yeah. by someone like Marty Allen, you know, um, you've got a very, very good start, you know. Yep. Going back to the pedigree side of it, oh, because, like, you know, people ask me about it and I'm like, listen, I've got no idea. I just pick off, you know. And a lot of the best breed, like, people who have been, you know, successful in breeding, like, group group one and group running dogs have said, oh, you know, I just pick that side because I like it. Like, you know, it, and it's really hard with so many good sires out there now and so many good brood bitches. What, you know, especially if it's a, a bitch's first litter, I find it to be really tricky to try and, you know, divulge if it's going to work because you've really got sort of no gauge to go off. Like you could look at the siblings, etc. But, you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're on the search for if you come across a mating that you think is obviously um, has the potential to work, what makes you think it's possibly going to work? Uh, well, I, I place most of the importance on the brood bitch, you know, on the on the, the bitch itself. You know, I I like buying pups out of fast bitches. Um, if they're proven, that's probably even better. But, you know, I, when, you know, soil-wise, you know, I don't think it's as vital as it is the bitch. You know, yeah. you, you could put a slow bitch good. in the pile. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, I'd prefer to have one out of, say, a bitch I had like zipping Pruvy, I wouldn't care who zipping Pruvy went to, yep. you know, I'd buy her pups where yep. something like um, an average bitch, even if you put it to Fernando Bale, you know, it's not going to help. Because when you think about it, there's probably, what, three or four tenths difference between the, the best stud dog out there and, and, and the average run-of-the-mill stud dog. You know, there's not a lot between them. So yep. I, that's why I think the the biggest importance is is more so in the brood bitch. Yep. Do you prefer the brood bitch to be a city winner? Oh, I, I don't necessarily. Uh, yeah, me. Uh, yeah, want it as a city winner, but I yep. want it to be fast. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, like I wouldn't care if I had one that ran 29.6 at Bathurst yep. um, and never won at Wentworth Park. I'd still breed from it. Yep. But what would you prefer? You know, you'd have a puppy out of a bitch that ran 29.6 at Bathurst or something that fluked to win at Wanny in 30 and 6. Yep. Um, you know, I th- I'd take the puppy out of the 29.6 bitch. So that's just me, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think City, you know, it, it yeah, puts percentages in your favour, you know, but. Yeah, they're calling city wins now. You know, you might win a race at Wenny on a Wednesday as a city win. Yeah, ball. that's right. You know, if that, one, if that one in 30 and six, I don't think I'd be racing out to buy that pup, you know, pup out of that bitch. But yep. uh, yeah, I, look, I prefer the bitches to have plenty of ability. And um, as I said, they've got to get a good start too. Yep. You know, you, if you're buying them from other people, you want to make sure they're being well whelped and looked after, you know, before you actually get them. Yep. Yep. And going forward, like what um what are you looking forward to? Like, you know, it can be from a personal perspective or obviously across the industry. What are you um looking, you know, forward to the most? Probably, you know, just for the, the remainder of this year. Obviously, you know, we've got the second oh it, from a New South Wales perspective, we've got the second million dollar chase instalment, which will be good. But yeah, what else are you looking forward to that's coming up? Waking up in the morning would be nice, Jim. Yeah, um, us, yeah, my- good start. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, no, no, we just look. We just potter along, you know, and keep it with whatever we've got. You know, we we don't chase dogs. You know, if they get offered to us, great. If we don't, well, so be it. You know, but um, we never keep a large team. You know, we only yep. keep probably a dozen in work at the most. So, yeah, when when yeah, we got no no sort of um, plans to get any bigger. Um, you know, while we're here, so uh, no, not really. Just you know do our best with whatever dogs we've got yep do you breed yourself do you breed litters as well i've got yeah i've got two litters out there at the moment i've got yep. a litter by zipping garth and i've got a litter by hooked on scotch yep. and uh, nice they look fantastic so you know it doesn't guarantee they can run yeah but like i said earlier that they do look athletic they're um lovely temperaments mad keen um just gotta hope they can put some time on the board yep Oh. Yeah, but they're only seven months old, you know, so there's one way to go yet with them. Yep. No, definitely. Ah, oh, cool. Um, did you want to mention anything else? Oh, you weave like the Richmond thing in there. A few more wins from the West Tigers. That'd be nice. Hey, what was that? I'd like to see a few more wins come from the West Tigers. Oh, listen, when, I'm not a miracle maker. Jeez. Well, finding a coach will do it. If we can find a coach, it'd be nice. That'll be a good start. You're talking to someone who goes to the Bulldogs, so I can't offer yep. any assistance in that department. You're in as much trouble as we are. That's not looking good. I think um I think I'll stick to the dogs. They seem to be um far less stressful, and uh you know no offense, but they do. Oh, my team has a go, but at least you know the greyhounds are always going to try in comparison what? to some footballers. I can't wait. I can't wait for the cricket season to start. So, yeah, that'll that'll, uh, keep my interest again. Yeah, Yeah, bring it on. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. 